Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from Vital Learning. I am, as always, Morten Røvik, and as always, I'm here with my good friend and colleague, Lars Rotskill Hendriksen. Privet, Lars. Privet, Mr. Røvik. Good to see you, as always, and good to be with our listeners out there. We always start off by reminding you of the purpose of this podcast, which is to help you learn GT or become an <laughs> learn GTD or become even better GTDs. You would have expected that I would be able to say that now that we've done 79 episodes. <laughs> and, <laughs> I guess we still, and how long time have you been certified in and getting things done? GTD <laughs> methodology? G right? <laughs> GTD. And if you are new to getting things done, I'll just say that instead, <laughs> we recommend you go back and listen to episode one through six to get an introduction to the basics yeah. of GTD, the five steps. Mm. And today's episode number is number 79, as I just mentioned, and today's episode is an interview episode. Yeah, you've been interviewed Karsten Nielsen, haven't you? That's right. Yeah. So I spoke to, to Carsten. He's an expert in project management and in GTD, and he's uh, one of our trainers here in uh, in Denmark. And I've really been looking forward to getting Carsten on the, on the show. Uh, I think he has a lot of valuable input that will really be of value to our listeners. So really looking forward to, to getting Carsten on. Yeah. And um, I think people will like this uh, uh, nickname of his. I'm sure a lot of listeners will be um, can relate to being the next action guy or gal in their <laughs> in their communities. Uh, so let's let's roll the interview. And now our special guest. I'm happy to say welcome to Carsten Nielsen in the podcast. Welcome, Carsten. Thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation. I'm very happy to share my insights into how to work with GTD and also combining it with the fact that I'm a project manager on a daily basis. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've um, we've known each other for, for several years. So Carsten is a GTD trainer for Vital Learning in Denmark. And he's also an, an independent project manager working with some of the biggest companies in in Denmark. And, and the background for this interview came after your presentation at the GTD summer camp in uh, 2022. Um, you're one of the speakers there. It was really fun to hear your perspectives and how you had used GTD over years as, as a project manager, both for yourself, but also for the, the various teams that you have uh, have worked with over the years. And I'm sure there are many GTDers out there that that work on projects. So, so I'm excited to 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 hear more about this from, from you, Kat. So I gave my quick introduction to you. Um, how would you describe yourself? Yeah, as you said, I'm an independent uh, freelance project manager, primarily working on tech development projects, IT, but also hardware uh, projects, uh, electronic electronics. And I've been doing that more or less freelance since uh, 2000, so for 20 plus years now. And uh, on the side of that, I'm also an external lecturer at Aarhus University, where I teach project management for PhD students and uh, postdocs. And I'm also involved in uh, different kinds of outdoor learning context as well, which is a bit funny maybe, but that's uh, both a hobby for me, but definitely also a professional sidekick. Um, and as you mentioned, I'm a heavy participant in the DTD setup in Denmark, where I also teach DTD courses and give DTD uh, lectures. Uh, been, uh, I'm a fresh uh, trainee, uh, you could say, or trainer, uh, certified trainer. But been using GTD for myself and professionally since 2005. So uh, 
more or less by accident, I stumbled across the David Allen book in uh, Bilon Airport on my way to a customer meeting in Swindon, England, uh, freshly assigned to a new IT project. I felt a little bit stressed, actually, hmm. and saw the headline, how to... Uh, to engage uh, and be stress-free and productive, productive in in a, in a crazy world. That was more or less the, the things that I was thinking about. And I, I saw the front cover of the book and said yes, and uh, more or less went through the first couple of chapters uh, on my way to to England. So um, yeah, that's that was my fly into DTD, so to say. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. No, and and I think that. The outdoor thing that you mentioned, obviously, you're professionally involved in this, but I, there seems to be at least a pretty significant part of the GTDers that I come across, at least, that that do have this, um, that, that they are somehow drawn to the outdoors. And I don't know if there's a link to uh, a mind like water and a presence thing and actually being in, in nature. I think there is some, there is perhaps a link there for, for some people, at least. Yeah, I agree. I think some of the most Deep reflections I've had in my life has been happening while I was out outside uh, and often while being offside several days in a row uh, on solo trips in the mountains of Norway. That's been some of my, you could say, most deep reflection periods uh, and definitely had to keep a notebook around because all things came up mm. that need to be captured. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, somewhere buried deep in my someday maybe list, there's a way to combine a kind of GTD retreat, uh, the practitioner's workshop, whatever we'll call it, with some kind of uh, nature event. So great to have yeah. you on board and perhaps uh, yeah. assist with that. At, <laughs> I'll be at happy some point to do that, definitely. Yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be cool. Um, so um, if we could just start off with your own GTD practice and maybe 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 nerd that a bit, then what, what do you use for, for systems these days uh, for list management and capturing things? Yeah, I try to keep it simple, actually. Uh, but nevertheless, I use uh, OmniFocus as my primary uh, list manager. I think that's what people want to know. What's your list manager? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Certainly honest, our <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, I don't think it's that important. I've tried different kinds of tools throughout the years. Uh, both because I'm curious, but also because I think it's my, uh, I, I need to stay on top of what's uh, happening in the tools side of the of DTD as well. Uh, I've been using things on the Mac platform as well. Really like the aesthetics of that tool. Uh, but uh, the primary tool for, for years on and on has been OmniFocus. Mm. Uh, uh, and then, of course, pen and paper to capture things. I always carry a small notebook and a pen. Also, when I'm on hikes and sitting in my sea kayak, I have a, a small waterproof kind of notebook. I, I, <laughs> the, the brand is Right in the Rain, and there's a pen, Good Right tip. in the Rain pen that also goes with that notebook that makes it possible to write things down, even if it's uh, wet and uh, windy. Yeah, so that's that's I think, and the calendar, of course, I use primarily use the built-in uh, macOS stuff and the mm. iOS stuff, and try to stick to that as much as possible. That also goes for reference material. I use Apple Notes. Uh, I use the simple flat file system uh, in iCloud to store things that I need for reference later. I PDF stuff a lot, and then I file it uh, into relevant folders just as if. If you had a physical setup, but uh, everything digital, it's very, very seldom that I handle a piece of paper. And that's due to the fact that I'm also very mobile. Uh, I'm engaged in many different customers and projects. So 
I'm on the road most of the time, so try to keep things as digital as, as possible. Not because I think it's the smartest way to do things, but simply out of necessity in hmm. in my setup. Having physical stuff is, is simply not that practical. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, and then happy to hear that that you're also using uh, notes. I'm, I'm playing more and more around with that as my main uh, note-taking tool, and I, I really like working with it. So good to hear that yeah. I'm, I'm not alone on that one. Been on the, the the journey with Evernote as well, but uh, checked out of Evernote uh, too many features for my needs. To be honest, I'm good with Evernote, simple folders, and the opportunity to tag things that works perfectly fine for me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And maybe if we can just nerd a bit more with regards to your own GTD customizations maybe um you know you've used gtd for i guess 17 years it would uh, it would be yeah, well, and i know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and i know that you've made at least a few customizations um and you know we always like to to share tips like like that in the podcast and i, I remember at least we spoke about this at the summer camp or maybe in some other settings with regards to maybe a I think it was there was a daily checklist and you also had customized yeah. the weekly review checklist with with some items there yeah, uh, let's start with the daily checklist. I'm deeply dependent on that because uh, I really like to ensure that I'm not falling into the rabbit hole of opening my mail inbox in the morning, for example. Mm. So I I make sure to actually go through some, uh, you could say, very uh, explicitly defined steps when I start up my laptop uh, or my workstation and, and start the workday. And it goes like calendar first and then my next action list, a short review of of the hot projects I'm working on. And then after that, I go through my different kinds of inboxes. And I really like this daily checkbox because it also, if you have a bad morning and you aren't that motivated mm. or whatever, the simple steps of going through a checklist is actually kind of motivating in itself for me at least, because you can check things off. And we, I think we all know the physics, the, the the effect of taking things off, that that's mm -hmm. really motivating. So I, I really enjoy going through the daily checklists. And as a project manager with many different kinds of inboxes, uh, Teams for one client, Google Chat on another client, and so on, it ensures that I actually uh, get to zero on all my different kinds of inboxes, which is actually a, a rather long sub-list uh, on its own. Hmm. Although I try to minimize it, but there are many different kinds of uh, mail accounts and chat clients and so on that needs to be processed throughout the day or at least once a day. So that's the daily checklist. And that takes me, I would say, one, one and a half hour every day actually to go through that hmm. list and really get everything uh, processed, captured and clarified, organized. Uh, and there's, there's no way around it. I often discuss with myself, wow, is, is that really what needs to go on in your life that you need mm. to uh, capture, clarify and organize for an hour and a half, uh, approximately a day? Yes. Otherwise, yeah. things would end up uh, in a crazy situation if I didn't do that. Yeah. The weekly checklist uh, is, uh, I think, it's, it's actually very uh, standard. Um I go through the the phases of ensuring that I've captured everything, uh, that everything is is cleared up, and um, I also allow myself to be creative and crazy and go through my someday maybe lists. Uh, but as a funny side uh, thing, uh, I also uh, have a tendency, or the last check uh, box on my weekly checklist is actually 
to kind of clear all my screens, I found I find the fact that uh, getting them nice for the the upcoming week and getting all the grease from different kinds of fingers that you have on your <laughs> iPad and your laptop and so on, getting them um, yeah you know shiny uh, ready for a new week is maybe also kind of a way to signal to my brain that okay the weekend has started you can close the lid on the laptop and uh, go have fun with the family and friends and so on so i, I actually know, it's think it's a perfect uh, example yeah of yeah, how that, to, that, to that, work uh, with those uh, those lists and and i can so i can really recognize it like i told you earlier you know we i think you just mentioned this kind of offhand at the summer camp but i you know when I have my iPad Pro open and I look there and I swipe and I use that a lot, and then I see the you know the greasy fingers, I was like, yeah, Carsten, oh, Carsten, that was <laughs> yeah. a good tip from Carsten. I need to get that uh, cloth out and clean it, and then yeah, you're ready. Yeah, don't underestimate the effects of ceremonies. I think they are actually mm -hmm. rather important uh, to kind of set some visual clues for yourself or physical clues for yourself that now you're actually shifting into another context. Now the weekend has started. Now you can start to focus on some other things that's uh, that at least for me that's important and it kind of relates to the you know <laughs> that that sometimes when you've just had the car washed it kind of drives better better right it, yeah it's, exactly for me that's been that kind of experience with the, yeah. with the ipad and the the sticky fingers being gone yeah i agree same effect so when we if we start to transition towards project management have you you know, so we just talked about your own personal system. Have you ever worked with these um, other systems that lean more towards uh, collaboration with perhaps team members in a project, or have you kept it mostly mostly separate? Yeah, you could say in, in most of my teams, we are deeply dependent on different kinds of team collaboration tools like uh, Microsoft DevOps. Uh, when it's a software development project, we capture all our work that we need to do in tools like that. We do our status progress overuse in those tools as well, just as we do in, in Jira, uh, which is probably a known tool for many IT professionals or at least software developers, um, which in many ways are uh, tools that support uh, the capturing of what needs to happen. It uh, supports the, the step of clarifying uh, what is it, uh, what needs to be done, and maybe also supports the the work of breaking things down into smaller achievable real next actions that can actually be done by an individual in the team. And it definitely also helps me and the team to organize all the work we have to do, the third step in, in the DTD process, you could say. And we actually also do uh, regular reflections using those tools where we look backwards in time and see what happens in the, in the previous period of time in terms of what did we achieve product-wise, we demo the products often to all our stakeholders. And of course, on a daily basis, we use the tool to engage. Uh, in most of my projects, we have a daily stand-up. Maybe some of the listeners are aware of uh, the Scrum methodology or Kanban uh, way of working. Uh, many of my projects use those methodologies. And the fun thing is that it's so close to DTD that uh, if you are aware of both worlds, you can easily see a ton of uh, aligned ways of working, actually, and thinking and the entire philosophy behind many of the product management methodologies, especially the agile ones, are one-to-one -one alignable with DTD. You could 
you could argue that being a project manager is facilitating GTD for teams. That's a, hmm. at least how I often see it and think about it. Yeah, well, that's a great way to great way to describe it. So, how do you use? Because so it doesn't sound like you have been, you know, implementing those kind of shared systems. It really is the the the, um, the usual suspect, so to speak, in, yeah. in, in in project management. So, how if if we people were to to ask you, so how do you actually use GCD as a project manager? What what would you respond? On a personal level, of course, I I use it to uh, to to do in the entire set of, of D2D methodology. So maybe it's more interesting to discuss what we do on a team level. Mm. And the, the first thing that, I, uh, that I'm that i known for as a project manager when I'm hired is, he's the guy who always asks, okay, what's the next action? <laughs> uh, sitting in meetings. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we probably all know about, uh, have experienced meetings where there were a lot of good uh, very constructive, innovative discussions and so on. But uh, all, nevertheless, we all left the room thinking, hmm, what came out of this? What's going to I happen? I remember now? those meetings, yeah. Yeah, you remember those <laughs> meetings, yes. And nobody has a clear answer. So I'm I'm known for being the guy always asking the question, what's the next action? And who owns it? Because if you're mm. discussing it with a team, it's not enough to define the next action. It also has to be delegated clearly and precise. And it has to be organized somewhere so we have a tool to actually follow up on uh, the progress or lack of progress on uh, the agreed next action. So that's the way I use GTD. I would argue that many of my teams, they actually experience me doing GTD without necessarily knowing it because mm. I don't necessarily start off with a new team telling them that I'm a certified GTD trainer. I just do my project management work but if you know GTD, you can see me do GTD mm. for teams more or less because you can hear the vocabulary, uh, use the words, I use the terminology all over the place. Uh, I ensure that we always capture um, next actions that we need to do and that they are clarified. There are, there are so many mishaps in, in, in my project domain, with which is primarily IT development, as I mentioned, where we agreed to do something, but it's not really clear what the definition of done is uh, on a specific yeah. uh, task. So being uh, precise on the desired outcome on each of the, you could say, journeys we, we start up uh, in TTE, we, we would call it projects. Um, what's the desired outcome? And we have, of course, in in team work, we have many sub-projects that has its own desired outcome that combined kind of fulfills an overall desired outcome on a program or on a larger yeah, project. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what I've often mentioned that, you know, when I think back to my my previous life as also a, a brief, uh, briefly as project manager, but also as a test manager on IT, IT projects or sub-project manager, I've always, you know, thought back and, you know, the ideal scenario being that that everyone were GCDers, so we would have a statics meeting, we would look at that big Microsoft project plan up on the big screen, we could zoom in on the current and, you know, upcoming deliverables, and then each participant could then take each of those deliverables and put that into their GCD systems, yeah. uh, perhaps as, as project. Does that sound like something to, to strive for, or do you see it as sort of a, a better scenario or different, maybe? Yeah, I don't think uh, necessarily that there's, there's no silver bullet, to be honest. Um, mm. We we often discuss at the university where I also teach product management, We are, I'm involved in, in different kinds of research projects around uh, which 
which paradigm is best, an agile paradigm or a more plan-based paradigm as we used in, in the old days where we tried to set up an entire complete work breakdown structure for the next uh, two years for let's say 50 people involved in the project <laughs> that that was actually something we we we, we did uh, and we we uh, we still do from time to time because there are projects where you really need to get every single task that you can identify mapped out in terms of dependencies and uh, how the network of tasks are interdependent and so on to mm -hmm. ensure that things happen in the right sequence and so on. That's classical project management or what we typically call plan-based project management. And then many, many teams nowadays, they work more agile. They don't necessarily try to define what needs to happen in six months. They focus on the next two weeks or the next month or whatever. Uh, because they kind of accept the fact that the world is very dynamic. We don't necessarily understand everything we need to do in six months, but we can look ahead and ensure that we have at least a handful or, or two uh, clear objectives for the next period of time, like mm. we do in, in sprints and scrum, for example, if you are aware of that terminology. But uh, so, but, but I'm, I don't see it as, Either or, I actually think it's a big mistake to think that every project can be done agile. Uh, there are still mm -hmm. project types. Building a big bridge, for example, uh, let's say what we can do in the next two weeks, that's probably not enough because there are a lot of long-term planning that needs to happen to build a bridge. Nevertheless, if we turn it towards CTD again, it always comes down to sub-projects with next actions associated to them. So there are so many, uh, yeah things that you can align between the two worlds. <laughs> yeah, It's more no, or less exactly. a matter of scale, actually. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So how do I'm just uh, circling back to the, the the being the next action asking guy? Uh, how do people respond to that? Because I would, you know, I will sometimes talk to clients and I'll say, yeah, so good meeting would have a nice clear purpose, a nice clear agenda. You leave the meeting, but what are the next actions? Who's got them? Perhaps are there any deadlines that we need to be aware of? Yeah. Um, how do how do people react in your experience? Because I can imagine some GCDers out there knowing that this would significantly increase the the effectiveness. Yeah. <laughs> the meetings, but might be concerned at how people respond. What, what's your experience? Yeah, they they often think that it's a, it's a good idea actually, and um, I, I kind of see it in that way. I'm I'm often asked to facilitate meetings that are in projects where I'm not directly involved, and I guess that's because they like the fact that I'm the guy who ensures that we leave the room with clearly defined, captured, and clarified uh, next actions that are. Mm delegable uh, or maybe even delegated uh, upfront and and it is in in some projects it's just a matter of keeping a simple spreadsheet that you share with uh, with the list of next actions with the dates you agreed uh, if there are any due dates on on stuff and that you can consult when you have the next meeting to ensure that everything is progressing as anticipated it doesn't have to be a big fancy Gantt diagram always uh, uh, this this diagram type where you where you network uh, the interdependencies between all the subtasks in a big project, uh, it, it's often enough just to ensure that you ask the question: What is the next action? Uh, what does it mean to us? Who can actually run with this task and get it done? Uh, and what is the done criteria for the given subtask that you have identified mm. in a spreadsheet? And off you go, or in Jira or whatever tool you 
you use. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I'm reminded now that you mentioned it. I was working on a, uh, a, a payroll and a personnel system in SAP at one point in time. And, and we, we had that exact approach that we just listed all the, the items that we wanted to go through. We checked it on the, on the weekly, uh, weekly meetings. We assigned people. So, yep. Uh, it sounds like we did something right back in <laughs> 2015, yeah. I guess, 2014. Yeah. Um, what, what about the, what about project members? Do you ever share some gcd tips with them or what's been your experience as to yeah. let's i can imagine some listeners out there who would perhaps like to to share some tips and tricks with their with their project members yeah uh, definitely because uh, it often happens that uh, a team member or some kind of a colleague uh, approaches me and asks mm, what is it actually that you are doing because they that they, they, they 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 they've got a kind of a feeling that things are under control when I'm running a project. I don't, I don't wanna wanna brag or sound, uh, but, but that's the fact. I'm a good bookkeeper when it comes to what needs to be done. Actually, uh, so they they ask for tips and tricks to how to to keep things under control and um, to stay calm when we have a crisis situation, which often uh, happens in IT projects. Suddenly, an an important IT system is is not up and running and it has to be handled in a hurry. Mm-hmm. I also use GTD for that, actually. Capture, clarify, organize, getting it on lists, ensure that everybody knows what to do. It's it's not that it's it's not a magic trick, actually. It's it's uh, it's just common sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having having an algorithm to fall back on when you are nervous, stressed, and the team is running around like like uh, headless chicks. Uh, is actually very very valuable and it can be seen on you that you are that that calmness kind of uh, also um, motivates the team to stick around also find that calmness and they often ask okay what what is it that you're doing and i often just present this fact get it down on paper capture it on our list get it clarified at the next meeting and so on so it's it's a and from time to time, I also hand out a book or send a link or say, watch this YouTube video. Uh, and of course, now I can also say, join one of our courses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, and that leads me nicely also to, because I was curious to hear your, you know, what value you think GCD has has given you as a project manager, because at least if I think back um, over the years as an IC consultant, I saw quite a few burnouts on the project management yeah. level, also in you know, different re- uh, responsibilities and projects, but certainly on the on the project management level. Um, I'm guessing you have, have too. Do you think GCD has helped in this area or in, in any other way? Absolutely. I would say that one of the, the one of the sayings from David Allen himself that I'm very inspired by is that uh, I think he said in one podcast or whatever that I'm just a lazy guy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and of course, he was making fun, but also being serious, because it is a matter of ensuring that you are not overloading your plate. And DTD definitely ha- has helped me throughout the years not to do that that I always have an inventory of what I'm involved in, both privately and professionally, and uh, on, and also on a personal spiritual level, that I that I keep uh, and safe keep space for uh, solo hikes in the mountains of Norway, mm. for example. That's up. That's DTD. Uh, that I fulfilled a childhood dream of, of uh, uh, gaining a pilot certificate. That's also due to DTD because it started as a someday maybe. And uh, as I've seen it on my at my weekly reviews for a month and month, uh, I said, okay, 
uh, let's get the money gathered together and uh, clear the space in the calendars to make this happen. And I gained a pilot, a private pilot certificate, um, and flew for for many years uh, and had a lot of fun with that. So it both professionally and personally has helped me tremendously. And I would argue that uh, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, engage as a project manager without GTD at. Uh, in, in the way I do it uh, now and uh, has been for 20 plus years. Not 20 plus, plus years with GTD, but 20 plus years as a freelance project manager. And I, I use, I've been using GTD since 2005. And yeah, it, it, I can't let it go. It's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> built-in it's a built-in chip in my brain, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, great. Very, very inspiring. Um, last question. Um, your best advice to other project management uh, project managers out there that are, that are GTDers, how do they, well, what's, what's your best tip to them? Yeah, I think if you could uh, run your project management affairs with the mindset that uh, project management is actually just facilitating GTD for teams. That would be uh, one-off, and uh, and I think the most powerful thing that I've ever done as a project manager is to ensure that we actually go through the five steps, that we capture everything that lands on our table as a project team, that we clarify, that we have a trusted place to organize it, whether it's Jira or a simple Excel spreadsheet that we regularly reflect as a team on what's still on our backlog, what needs to be engaged next. And then, of course, that we, on a daily basis, also engaged or engage in, in those actions on a on an informed level instead of just running around hunting the biggest fire uh, in the neighborhood. That's, that's uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, okay. Use DTD with the mindset of that it's uh, being a product manager is facilitating DTD for, for teams. I think that'll be the the title of this uh, this episode. Um, thank you so much for your time, Carsten. Like Great to hear your perspectives on this. You're welcome. Yep, Lars, that was a great interview with Carsten, and um, I hope that you, as a listener, in enjoyed it as well. Um, what is your key takeaways, Lars, that you can you want to focus on for your um, emphasis here? Well, for me, it was just, you know, fun to, you know, in my previous life as an IT consultant and also working as mm -hmm. a project manager, it was fun to to hear some of the the, uh, the perspectives from from that world. And of course, with with Carsten's great knowledge on both project management and GTD, um, getting his thoughts out there is something I really was was looking forward to. Mm -hmm. We don't know what our listeners do. They might be doing many different things. I, I imagine they do, but I have a pretty good idea that several are on project teams or perhaps even project managers. So hopefully mm -hmm. this was uh, was very helpful input for them to, to reflect on their own GTD practice and how they may may apply that in uh, in their work with uh, with projects. Mm. Yeah, indeed. So, Lars, will you take us out? Certainly. As always, we wrap up the episodes with a quick reminder for you to head on over to vitallearning.eu and have a look around to learn more about the new companies, get an overview of the different offerings that we now have. And on that site, you will find links to the different country websites for each of the Nordics, including all the offerings in each of those countries. If you're outside the Nordics, then head on over to cruciallearning.com to find your local partners. 
Also, a quick reminder that you've probably heard a few times now, if you've been listening along, the GTD Summer Camp 2023 has been scheduled. June 18 and 17 and 18 are, uh, are the ones that we have in the calendar right now. Really hope that you can, can make it there. It'll be in Denmark. Hopefully, we'll soon be able to open up so people can, uh, can start to, to sign up. And yeah. lastly, as always, we really hope that you find these episodes valuable. If GCD has made a difference in your life, then please consider helping us spread the message by giving the podcast a rating on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Audible, wherever you listen. Um, it really helps the discoverability. So thank you to all of those. We've started to to look a bit more even into that. What you've, you've set us up with an account so we can start to track a bit more. And um, wow, you guys are you guys are nice. Yes, <laughs> thank you so much. You for are. Thank you. Event. Yeah. Well, um, I just want to, uh, as an ad on the on the last minute here, for those of you who are still listening, uh, we have uh, are closing our CaptureWallet.com web shop soon. So, and there are still a few wallets left. So, if you want to grab one, head over to CaptureWallet.com. This is final warning. <laughs> Quick, go, go, go. Go, go, go. And um, with those words, I would like to say uh, also uh, stay safe. And until next time, stay also productive. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.